So here in this account here, we see that that uh, in Acts chapter 8, verses 9 through 24, that the Simon the sorcerer bewitched these people, saying that, you know, they had regard for him and who'd, the God had, uh, the God had, God had given him great power. And when Philip began to teach these to teach and preach uh, regarding the kingdom of God and Jesus and the and and they believed and were baptized. And it said Simon himself also believed and continued on with them. But when he saw that they prayed over these people after they'd been baptized and they received the Holy Spirit, there you see something. He goes. Ah, this is a great power, and I need to get this. I need to acquire this. I need to figure out how I'm going to get a hold of this. And he asks the question. He's saying, or he he begs the question. He says, saying, "Give me also the power that whomsoever I lay hands on may receive the Holy Ghost." But what happened there? But Peter said unto him, "Thy money perisheth with thee, because thou hast thought." That it is it, that the gift of God may be purchased with money. Thou hast neither part nor lot in this matter, for thy heart is not right in the sight of God. Repent therefore of this and thy wickedness, and pray God, if perhaps the thought of thine heart may be forgiven of thee. For I perceive that thou art of gall of bitterness and in the bond of iniquity. Then answered Simon and said, Pray ye the Lord for me, that none of these things which you have spoken Come upon me. So, here he said, after this, after he asked that he, how much money you want for this, this, this gift so that I can give people the Holy, Holy Spirit, that Peter rebuked him and said, you're, you're going to, you're, your money's going to perish with you. That's it. You know. You are you you are you don't have the right the right heart. It's not right with God or in the sight of God. And he issues this, "Repent therefore of thy wickedness, that God might perhaps if perhaps the thought of thine heart may be forgiven of thee." And what did he ask? Simon replied, Pray ye therefore the Lord uh, Lord for me, that none of these things which ye have spoken come upon me. So here again you see the same use of repentance. You see the use of repentance here. You see the repentant the use of repentance over in Acts chapter three, uh, verses one to through twenty-six. But repent, what does it mean? To change your mind. To something different. Change your position. Go back the opposite direction. Not do a 360, but more like a 180. What is the purpose? Just like over there in the account in Acts chapter 3. What was it? Repent that your sins be blotted out not remembered or covered by the blood of Christ. Giving an opportunity to rescue from our iniquities and our, the sins that we have. 
to deliver us, to have an opportunity to deliver us uh, unto salvation in Christ. The rebuke of this man Simon here, which it says he believed, he followed after him, believing those things also, just like the men and women were converted and baptized. So, what are the things that that we do? I've just this just begs the question: What are the things that we do in our lives? That the thoughts that we have, the intents that we have, the motives that we need to repent of. That the Lord might deliver our hearts to to be pleasing in his sight. That will give us time to reflect on what it is God demands of us. Let's look at Matthew chapter 11. Matthew chapter 11. Only about 10 verses there. Verses 20 through 30. Matthew chapter 11, verses 20 through 30. It says, Then began he to upbraid the cities wherein most of his mighty works were done, because they repented not. Woe unto thee, Chorazon, and woe unto thee, Bethsaida, for if the work by what he works which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ash. But I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon at the day of judgment than for you. And thou Capernaum, which art exalted unto heaven, shalt be brought down to hell. For if the mighty works which had been done in thee had been done in Sodom, it would have remained unto this day. But I say unto you that it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom in the day of judgment than for thee. At that time Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent and hast revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in thy sight, all things are delivered unto me of my Father, and no man knoweth the Son, but the Father, neither knoweth any man the Father, save the Son, will reveal him. Excuse me. And he to whomever the Son will reveal him. Come unto me, and all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Jesus goes to uh, in this, these verses to rebuke the cities where those miracles were wroth and they didn't believe. Most of us think that if we witnessed wonders like that that we would you know we would probably believe. I've I've heard it said amongst brethren before. Oh, we would be we would believe that. We have to be careful we place ourselves in a position that we don't always hold. We're not better than these brethren here for seeing miracles and not believing in them. Expresses there what is done to those who believe not. 
and the wonders that he can work. He goes on to tell them there, he says, if, if I'd done these things before Tyre and Zidon, he says, they would have repented a long time ago in sackcloth and ashes. Jesus was issuing this rebuke to get their attention. Believe in me. The Jews thought that they were impervious to being out of covenant because they were Abraham's seed. Because they were the children of Israel, the children of God, God's chosen people. But yet, what happened? They heard the prophets preach of the Messiah's coming. They went through famine. They went through hardship and difficulty. They went through captivity. But yet we still see here where they fail and they don't believe that the Lord is able to do the things which he claims that he can do. They put God to the test. And time and time again, the Lord shows them, hey, I'm the Lord, your God. I put people in I put people in bondage. I can relieve them of bondage. I can do these things. What does he tell them? Repent. Change your mind. He sends them the prophets and they preach repentance to them. And in the midst of that, you see each time, each account there, that, that something happens like that, and you see repentance. Did David not repent of the things that he did? He did. Did, did you see repentance in any other passage in the Scripture? Numerous, numerous times we see these things. John came preaching Christ and baptized people under repentance. Even under the arrival of Jesus and his ministry. Repentance to prepare them for the coming of the Messiah to change their ways and humble their hearts because, let's face it, under the old law, the old law was, was in itself was a beautiful thing that God had designed for his people. But they, they failed. And God wanted to have an opportunity to give them a better way, so he was going to provide them a way to, to have Jesus to redeem them back to a position where they could be acceptable in his sight. 
redeem the creation back to the way he would have it to be before the fall of man. To be repentant and change their mind of the things that they did which hindered the work of God through them. And in them. Let's look at Romans chapter 2. Romans chapter 2. Read that uh, verse 1 through 11 there. It says, Therefore thou art inexcusable, O man, whosoever thou art that judgest, from wherein thou judgest another, thou condemnest thyself, for thou that judgest dost the same things. But we are sure that the judgment of God is according to the truth, which uh, which is against uh, truth against them which cometh commit such things. Thinkest thou this, O man, that judgest them which do such things and doest the same, and thou shalt escape the judgment of God? Or despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and longsuffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance? But after thy hardness and impenitent hearts, treasureth up for thyself wrath against the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who will render to every man according to his deeds, to them which be patient, continuance and well-doing, seeking for glory and honor and immortality and eternal life, but unto them that are contentious and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness and indignation, wrath, tribulation, anguish upon every soul of man that doeth evil of the Jew first and also the Gentiles. But glory, honor, and peace to every man that worketh good to the Jew first and also to the Gentile. For there is no respect of persons with God. What does this have to do with the topic, Brother Tyler? And has everything to do with it. We cannot place our, our, ourselves in the, in the shoes of God and pass righteous judgment. We are incapable of that as men. We can discern, based on the scripture, what is appropriate and what is not in our service to God. One, to help one another. And two, to be, look introspectively at ourselves and see what it is that, that we fall short of in our service to God. Not to use the word of God as a bully pulpit or to bring shame on God because we can't, we, we're guilty of the same things that others are guilty of. He says there, whether Jew or Gentile, doesn't matter. All will be judged. God doesn't respect persons. But he says what? He says, And thinkest thou this, though, man, that, that judgest them which do such things, and doest the same, that thou shalt escape the judgment of God? Passing judgment on others is unacceptable in, in, in the eyes of God doesn't mean, like I said, that we can't discern what, 
what it is that God says is right and not right. But passing condemnation on others is not our place. But rather that we repent of the things which we do that are contrary to God's will. The things that store up this this thing he talked about. Verse 5 says, But after thy hardness and impenitent heart treasure step unto thyself wrath against the day of wrath and the revelation of the righteous judgment of God. Who will render to every man according to his deeds? To them who by patient continuance and well-doing seek for glory and honor and immortality and eternal life. But unto them that are contentious and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation and wrath, tribulation and anguish upon every soul of man that doeth evil, of the Jew first and also the Gentile. There is no escaping the judgment of God. We all will give an account of that as it says there. So, what is the expectation the scripture sets forth? Repentance. Repentance is a continual, perpetual thing that we need to be doing. Why? Repenting of evil. Repenting of the things that we do that are contrary to him. Whether that's speaking against our brother, whether that's speaking against someone else out in this world that would bring reproach upon the name of God and upon his people. Because believe it or not, we answer for that. But it is not the desire that that we should go that route, but rather we should persevere and repent of these things which we do that are contrary to the work of God will of God rather and endure to the salvation of the Lord in Christ it's the only place that it's possible you can't get it and not be a part of the church that's just impossible the scripture speaks of that not to maintain the position with Christ Job chapter 42. Job chapter 42. And verse 1. It says, Then Job answered the Lord and said, I know that thou canst do everything, that thou that no thought can be withholden from thee. Who is he that hideth counsel without knowledge? Therefore I have uttered that I understood not things too wonderful for me, which I knew not. 
Hear, I beseech you, and I, I will speak, and I will demand of thee, and declare uh, thou unto me. I have heard of thee by the hearing of the ear, and by, but now my eye seeth thee. Wherefore I abhor myself, and repent in dust and ashes. And it was so that after the Lord had spoken these words unto Job, that the Lord said unto Elphaz the Temanite, My wrath is kindled against thee and against thy two friends, for ye have spoken of me the things that is right, not have spoken of me the things that is right, as my servant Job hath. Therefore take unto you now seven bullocks and seven rams, and go to my servant Job, and offer up for yourself a burnt offering. And my servant Job shall pray for you, for him, from him will I accept, lest I deal with you after your folly, and that ye have not spoken of me the things which is right like my servant Job. And so Alphaz the Temanite, Bildad the Shuite, Zophar the Namathite, went and did according to the Lord commanded them, and the Lord accepted Job. And the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends, and the Lord gave Job twice what he had before. Then came therefore unto him all his brethren and his sisters that they had been of his acquaintance before and did eat bread with him in his house and they bemoaned him and comforted him over all the evil the Lord had brought upon him. Every man also gave him a piece of money and every one an earring of gold and so the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than the beginning. For he had 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels and a 1,000 yoke of oxen and a 1,000 she-asses and even, the, even had seven sons and three daughters. And he called the name of the first Jemima, and the name of the second Keziah, and the name of the third Kerenesheph. Excuse me. And in all the land there were no women found so fair as the daughters of Job, and their father gave them an inheritance among their brethren. And after this lived Job an hundred and forty years, and saw his sons and his sons' sons even four generations. So Job died, being old and full of days. So, after Job saw the counsel of the Lord, he answered him. He said that he had heard of thee by the hearing of the ear, but now the eye seeth thee. After all that he had been through and all the difficulty he had been through and all the counsel his friends had given him wrongfully, thinking that they knew that Job had done something that, that, that was not right. And Job repented of his attitude and the things which he had done. Uh, which the Lord had allowed to be done to him. Showing a desire to do rather what God would have him do than what his friends would have him do. And not to heed their counsel. And then God in, in this said, You friends, you're the ones that offered him counsel. You better go and you offer this sacrifice before him and... What? Then I can accept. Then I'll accept Job, and then he restored him on the latter end. That 
that whole account there, 42 chapters in Job, to get down to the most important piece of information there that, that, that the Lord would show. Job repented in dust and ashes. He said, I abhor myself. I He esteemed the Lord God above above himself. Jeremiah chapter 5, and that's where we'll close. Jeremiah chapter 5. Verse 1 of chapter 5 says, Run ye to and, fro, uh, to and fro in the streets of Jerusalem, and see now, and know, and seek in broad places thereof, if ye can find a man, if there be any that executed judgment, that seeketh truth, and I will pardon it. And though they say, The Lord liveth, surely they swear falsely. O Lord, art not thine eyes upon the truth? Thou hast stricken them, and thou have not grieved. They have not grieved. And thou hast consumed them, and they have been refused to receive correction. They have made their faces harder than rock, and they have refused to return. Therefore I said, Surely these are poor, they are foolish, for they know not the way of the Lord, nor the judgment of their God. I will get me unto great men, and I will speak unto them, for they have known the way of the Lord, and the judgment of their God, but their these have altogether broken the yoke and burst the bonds. Wherefore a lion out of the forest shall slay them, and a wolf of the evening shall spoil them, and a leopard shall watch over their cities, and every one that goeth out thence shall be torn in pieces, because their transgressions are many, and their backsliding are increased. How shall I pardon thee from, uh, for this? Thy children have forsaken me, and have sworn by them that, that there are no gods. When I have fled them, fed them to the full, and then committed adultery and assembled themselves by troops in the harlot's houses. And these are fed horses in the morning and even one neighed after his neighbor's wife. Shall I not visit for these things, saith the Lord, and shall not my soul be avenged on such a nation as this? Go up ye up on the, her walls and destroy, but make not full end. Take away her battlements, for they are not the Lord's. For the house of Israel and the house of Judah have dealt very treacherously against me, saith the Lord. They have bellied the Lord and said, It is not he, neither shall evil come upon us, neither shall we see sword nor famine. And the prophets shall come, become wind, and the word is not in them. Thus shall it be done unto them. Wherefore thus saith the Lord God of hosts, Because you speak the word, behold, I will make my words in thy mouth fire. And this people would, and it shall devour them. Lo, I will bring a nation unto you from far. And O house of Israel, saith the Lord, it is a mighty nation. It is an ancient nation, and a nation whose language thou knowest not. Neither understandest what they say. Their quiver is an open sepulchre, and they are mighty men. And they shall eat up thine harvest, thy bread, thy sons, thy daughters should eat. And they shall eat up that, thy flocks and thy herds, and they shall eat the vines of thy fig trees. They shall impoverish thy fenced cities wherein thou tr uh, trustest with sword. 
Nevertheless, in those days, saith the Lord, I will not make a full end of you, and it shall come to pass that when ye shall say, Wherefore doth the Lord our God all these, uh, do all these things in us? Then shalt thou answer them, Like as ye have forsaken me, and served strange gods in your land. And so shall you serve strangers in the land that is not yours. Declare this to the house of Jacob, and publish it in Judah, saying, Hear now this, O foolish people, without understanding, and have eyes, having eyes, see not, and having ears, hear not. Fear ye not me, saith the Lord. Will ye not tremble at my presence, which is the place, the sand for the, for the bound of the sea, by perpetual decree, that it cannot pass it? And though the waves themselves toss themselves, they cannot prevail. Though they roar, they cannot pass over it. But this people hath revolted and rebelled a rebellious heart, and they revolted and gone. Neither say they their, their heart, Let us now fear the Lord our God, that giveth rain both the former and latter in his season. And he reserveth unto us the, week, the appointed weeks of harvest. Your iniquities have turned away these things, and your sins have withholding good things from you. For among my people are found wicked men. They lay wait, and they set as snares, and they trap uh, set, and they catch men. As a cage full of birds or in their house full of deceit, there they are become great and waxeth rich. They are waxen fat and shine. Yea, they overpass the deeds of the wicked, and they judge not the cause, the cause of the fatherless. Yet they prosper. And the right of the needy do they not uh, do they judge not judge? Shall I not visit for these things? saith the Lord. Shall not my soul be avenged on such a nation? A wonderful and horrible thing is committed in the land, and the prophets prophesy falsely. Priests bear false rule by their means, and my people love to have it so. And what will ye do in the end thereof? God found that judgment was coming for them. And he says, I will not make an end thereof, a full end with them. But he wanted to show that he was done, done with their disobedience, done with their lack of repentance, and his punishment was going to be invited upon them because they chose not to hear and they chose not to listen and fear God. And so he made another nation to take them over and to remove them from their inheritance. Because of their disobedient and unrepentant hearts. So, what is it that causes us To be hindered in our service to God. Our own disobedience. Our own rebelliousness. Let's turn back over to Acts chapter 3. And we'll close. And I apologize. I realized I didn't. Uh, record. The first reading there. So for the benefit of those that are listening to this, to the recording and hear some of what we covered in the beginning, we'll be able to hear that. 
So, again, we have the the account there where Peter heals the lame man. And the people that assembled there were shocked and awed that, that this had happened. And he goes, why, why did you... Why do you think that I did this by, my, by our own power and our own might that we had made this man walk, man to walk? He said, The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, had glorified the son, his son Jesus, whom delivered up and, de, and denied him in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. But instead, what? They asked for the murderer. He says, you killed the, uh, and killed the prince of life of whom hath raised from the dead, whereof we are witnesses. And his name through faith and his name hath made this man strong. Whom ye see, you know. And know, yea, the faith which is by him hath given him this perfect soundness in the presence view. Because of the faith, by faith, the man was healed and made whole in the presence of all those who saw him. He says, Now, brethren, I wot that, uh, that through ignorance ye did it, and also did your rulers. But those things which God before had showed by the mouth of all the prophets that Christ should suffer, he hath fulfilled. Repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out when the time of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord and he shall send Jesus Christ which before was preached unto you and whom the heavens must receive until a full time of restitutions of all things which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. So, They were limited by their unbelief. They were blinded because they wanted something different than what the Lord provided. But it was exactly what the Lord promised he would provide. And their lack of repentance... Led, led them, lack of acknowledging this, led them to crucify the only, the only Son of God. And he tells them there, Repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out when the time of refreshing shall come from the, of the presence of the Lord. And ye shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you. And all the prophets spake since the world began. So, witnessing miracles, they believed that that Paul and them were witnessing miracles, but really it was the, the power of God through faith that allowed them to heal that man. Why is it that we limit our belief in God? That we believe that he can't heal us from what ails us. And that the things which cause us to neglect the opportunities that the Lord has for us. We see what happened 
to those brethren before us that denied Jesus or that denied the instruction of God and some paid for it for their lives some paid for it with their with their status being removed like in the captivity I pray that we would exercise in prayer asking the Lord to show us what it is that causes us to not believe in God. Because just as we tell others to repent of their lives outside of the Lord, to come to serve in into the body of Christ, we need to ask for repentance too, daily. Me, you, our brothers and sisters in Christ, we need to ask for repentance for the things that cause us to fall short. Lord, would remove those things from us, help us to overcome them, provide a means to help us to overcome them. That can be possible only in Christ. I hope that this has been encouraging for you as it has for me. And I hope that we'll think on these things throughout the rest of the week. And thank you for your kind attention and for joining in with us this week. We will. We'll close with the word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you so much for this day and we thank you for your many blessings. Lord, we thank you so much for showing us your word, Lord, and, and Lord, that we might apply it to our lives to remove those things which hinder us in, your, in our service to you, Lord, and hinder us from encouraging one another and showing the others in the community what your goodness is. Lord God, we ask that you would forgive us of our shortcomings and uh, be with us and guide us and deliver us, Lord. We ask that you would be with those that are sick and ailing, in need of spiritual healing. Lord, we ask that you would be with our leaders and, Lord, the situations that are going on across the world, that you would just, uh, they would realize that turning to you and repenting of their ways is, is uh, the best thing that we can do for our lives, Lord. We ask that you would forgive us again while we fall short of each day. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Hope you all have a good rest of the week and stay safe and Lord bless.